0: What is up, Golf Addicts? It's David with Tour Junkies coming at you, ready to preview the Farmers Insurance Open in sunny San Diego, California, at Torrey Pines. Pat and I are pumped about this golf tournament. We had a great week at the Career Builder. Hope you guys did too. We got some green screens. We had the winner, Jason Duffner, is a fun event. We are ready to move on, and we're going to give you that preview and picks right after a killer interview to start the show with PGA Tour professional John Peterson. That is right, John Peterson, Pat and I got to talk to a couple weeks ago, highly entertaining interview, he talks about how much he hates putting. You know, his happy Gilmore shot in Malaysia. Let me tell you, John Peterson does not disappoint. And we really appreciate him being on the show and wish him the best in 2016. It is a great interview to start the show. Pat and I will follow up with our preview and picks, as always, for the farmers. Hey, listen, be sure to go to EliteEventsAndTickets.com. For all of your masters' needs. Man, we are like 70 something days away from the masters. And if you want to get there and you want hospitality and you want badges and you want a driver, if you need one, eliteeventsandtickets.com is where you need to go. I have used them myself. Great people, class service, top class service look them up and guess what else the tour junkies are going to be at the pga show in orlando this week we are super pumped if you're going to be there make sure you find us we'll be in tour junkies t-shirts we'll be there thursday and friday can't wait to connect with the golf industry and some of you fanatics at the pga show it's going to be a good time but for now enjoy the interview with john peterson followed by pat and Eyes preview and mix for the farmers and once again, this week, we hope you get some green screens. So, for now, enjoy. Thanks for the download. All right, golf addicts, it's David Barnett here, and I got Pat Perry, the Tour Junkies. We have got a guy on the phone that we want to welcome to the Tour Junkies podcast, too. You know, we love to watch play the game. This guy is fun to watch both on and off the course. He's pretty well-known. In our world, he played in 25 events in 2015 with only five missed cuts, seven top 25s. John Peterson is on the phone with us, man. How are you feeling today, John? Uh, I'm all right. It's a long morning for me, Uh, but I woke up four o'clock and got done and uh, heading back to the tax service right now. So it's been a long day. I need I need something to wake me up. (laughs) Perfect, man. We wouldn't expect anything else from you. uh, You know, off season off-season hunting going on so you know summarize your year for us on tour in 2015 you know playing in 25 events i'm sure takes its toll making killer twitter videos and content i know can be exhausting so how was 2015 for you well
1: 2015 good fun you know as far as golf goes uh this might sound a little bad but i mean I, i feel like i haven't really played my potential yet as a professional um as an amateur, I was, I was pretty good as an amateur, but I've kind of just hung around and being, been pretty mediocre as a pro. So, 2015 was, was better, though. It's obviously better than 14. I played horrible in 14. So, <laughs> um, you know, I, I got better in 15. I just wasn't as good as I probably should be yet.
2: Well, yeah, that being said, I mean, what, as far as the offseason, I mean, I, I, we know you, you've done a lot of hunting, but, uh, you know, what's your focus been – for your game, you know, what are you kind of looking to do and work on going into next year?
1: Man, it's really not anything mechanical. I I don't think off when you get to the PGA Tour, it, it's not it's not the same as when you're an amateur. You know, you kind of lose the fun aspect of it, and uh, it becomes more of a job. And it, it definitely did for me the first couple of years. Once it started becoming for money, it got harder. So yeah, yeah try to treat it like I'm in college again, you know, and just kind of just wing it, you know, and and play a little more freely. I, I just get two tens out there sometimes.
0: Yeah, that that sounds like a flaw of a lot of golfers, I would think. Um so are there any courses on, on your schedule for twenty sixteen that you feel the most comfortable and why why would you feel that way if there are any? Yeah, I mean I don't hit it very far, so all the ones that are short, you know, I would do better at <laughs> Stuff that requires, you know,
1: some shot making or something. I I, I kind of suck at putting, so <laughs> you know, I don't really like places that have lots of undulation. Uh, flat greens are more of my favorite thing. So I like Colonial and Hilton Head and Memphis and kind of shot makers' golf courses tend to see my eye a little better.
0: Yeah, Pat sucks at putting, too. <laughs> I still use
1: no, it. Let's just be honest. Putting sucks. It sucks. Who I mean, yeah. likes practice?
0: Funny. It's the worst part of the game. <laughs>
2: That's true. <laughs> it's terrible. Are there any uh, Are there any courses though that you, you'll you're going to play this year that you don't feel like set up at all for you? Good. Yeah, I'm going to play uh,
1: Monterey Peninsula out there on the West Coast. I hate that place, but I'm going to go back <laughs> this year and uh, mess around. I got I got a great girlfriend now, and she likes all that itsy
0: frenzy stuff on the West Coast. So we're going to play Pebble Beach this year. I'll play that Monterey-Pittsville Country Club that's horrible golf course. <laughs> nice. Um, you know, so if you look out on the landscape of the, of the of the tour right now, you know, hopefully, John, you can get out there and play more freely, like you said, and just, you know, make a bigger splash in 2016. But are there any other players on tour that you look at right now and you think, man, that guy is going to make a big splash in 2016, he's going to be good?
1: Um, yeah, there are. I think Andrew Lou, you know, Andrew, Andrew's kind of struggled a little bit as, as much as I have these first couple years as pro, and he hasn't really ever had a secure job out there uh, on the tour. And I'm sure most of your listeners have never, never heard of him, or maybe just heard his name a couple times, but he played at LSU with me. Uh, we lived together for three years, and, and I've never seen a, a better athlete in my life. Wow. There's not. Yeah. There's not a better athlete on the PGA Tour than Andrew Luke. Really? I know that, With I can say that with all the confidence in the world. I mean, the kid, you give him a basketball, you give him a ball, whatever it is, you could give him a tire and he'd be able to throw it (laughs) over a pole from 50 yards. He's the best athlete I have ever seen, and uh, it was always fun in college trying to beat each other, running stadiums, or or, or doing weight room or something, but... uh, you know, I could never get as strong or as fast as he was, and it always used to piss the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah, he's. just so gonna, gonna be the best player, I think, that comes out next year. And you know, I think he's gonna have a big year.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, he's popped up on our radar before um, with what we do, so we're familiar. But that's uh, that's good stuff. So, what part of his game do you think is gonna is gonna translate the best, or he's gonna really be able to to dominate events with? You no, know, he's uh got freak speed. Two years ago at Congressional, he played uh, uh, in
1: that AT&T deal, Tigers tournament, yeah. and uh, he led the tournament in ball speed that week, and it ended up leading the entire year Wow! Uh, for, for fastest ball speed of anybody on tour, and it wasn't even close. I don't remember what it was, but it, it was miles an hour faster than, that, than the last guy. And I think that got kind of overlooked, but uh, he hits it forever, and, and he doesn't even look like he's really swinging that hard at it. And he's just got a lot of talent. He's left-handed, but he plays golf right-handed. I honestly think that's an advantage. So there's a few guys that do that, and uh, <laughs> the strong side. When you lead with that side, you definitely get more power. He's one of those guys. Yeah, and, yeah, he has to get this tone and good.
2: That, that works out there. Wow, that's good. that's good stuff. Yeah, it is. Well, switching it up a little bit off of golf. You know, one of the things. We love following you on Twitter. So, talk to us a little bit about your your avid Twitter usage. How do you how do you ter- determine you know kind of what troll you're going to pick a fight with next when they bash uh, you for something? Man, I was hoping y'all were going to ask me
1: about that. <laughs> I didn't really want to come on here and talk about golf. <laughs> we figured, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> the, uh, the the Twitter deal, man. It's it's one of those things where. It just got kind of out of hand after I had six or seven missed cuts my rookie year out there. I I decided, screw it, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna fire back at these guys to see what happens. (laughs) And it it turns out that like they end up muting me or blocking me. You know, I don't I don't mute or block them. They just can't take it anymore. So once you (laughs) respond to these, you know, people that sit behind their screen all day in their mother's basement, they just don't say anything back to you. Yeah. I figured it out. I just, they just—they couldn't take the heat once it was put back on them. But I love doing that, though. I love it when people give me give me some hard time on
0: Twitter. <laughs> yeah, you're great at it. It's a lot of fun to watch. We we um when we first started our show, we did a lot of like tweets of the week, and um, you know stuff related to our our industry and the PGA Tour. And man. Like every week we ended up doing something that you had said or tweeted out and we tried to keep, you know, we were like, man, we need to mix this up. We just keep going right back to John Peterson, but we couldn't find anything on Twitter more entertaining (laughs) than the stuff you're putting out. So keep it up, man. It's good stuff. And I think, you know, don't you feel like golf kind of needs some of this? You know, I I know you caught a little bit of heat and then you got a lot of praise for the happy Gilmore move. Um, I think that was in Malaysia, but I, I just feel like that's some stuff that golf needs. What do you What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, well, that was the thing with the Happy Gilmore deal. Uh, I got a call from Andy Pastor, who's Pincham's right hand man at the tour, and I hadn't even landed in the states yet. <laughs> I got to call. Him. I was in Doha, uh, Dubai, over there, connecting to come back to Fort Worth, but he called me and and uh, left voice voicemail. It was like. God, God, you know, I really need to talk to you about your first tee shot today in Malaysia. Like, I, I mean, I knew I was going to get it. So uh, I, I talked to him three or four times, and, and he said he was going to think about finding me. He wasn't sure yet, and he had to mull it over for a few days. And, you know, either way, if I would have gotten fined or not, you know, I, I still think I'd do it again. You know, I, I would do it again. And the reason I would do it again is, is because I was in last place and I didn't shoot a million the last day, I shot 66, Yeah. Like a, you know, I, was, I, I was in last by 11, but I didn't throw in the towel, and finish in last by 30, you know, I finished last by like one or two, <laughs> yeah. uh, so, you know, I did golf these that I really do, and, and anytime you take some fun that someone had during a round, and you say it's wrong, you know, you're sending the wrong message to the kids that grow up wanting to play the
0: game, and and uh, that's the wrong thing to do with the, with a dying sport anyway. Totally. Boom. Yeah, I mean, you hit it on the wa- in the water on that shot. Didn't you save par on that hole?
1: Yeah, I hit it in the water. But, you know, I, I will say it was very solid.
0: <laughs> good, good. You found the center. That's yeah. good. It was
1: right out of screws. But, yeah, it, it did go in the water. And, yeah, I made par on the hole. It was a
0: nice par. That's awesome, man. We loved it. We loved watching it. So, going back to the Twitter thing, are you and Ian Poulter buddies? You know, I mean, after the after, or is he still pissed about the buffalo you slaughtered in college? That's,
1: he's still bitter about that. Is he? He, he? That poor guy, man. He, you know, if he doesn't like the United States so much, he can go back to England. It's not a like real mission too much. Yeah, I mean, he's
0: fine, I guess. I've played with him a bunch, but. Have you? you know, he, he doesn't like me very
2: much because I hunt. So. Well. Well, you know, we, I noticed today you uh, spray painted your car. How, how's that working out? Sorry, my dog's trying to scratch my new truck. Hold on. (laughs) Um,
0: Sorry, I just pulled in. I I just bought a new truck. She's sitting there trying to claw the door. Um, Katie's ready, man. She's ready for for hunting.
1: Yeah, she went this morning. She obviously had not lost all her energy yet. uh, Yeah, the Bronco yesterday, I I got a little bored and and, uh, (laughs) just bedlined the hood
0: it really looks horrible. So, I think you I think you're only supposed to do that when the temperature is between like 80 and 100. I mean, it's like 50 degrees and it's all squatching. So, I got to redo it. You got to redo that. That's the Bronco that um you you did. You know, we're 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 trying not to sound like total fanboys here, John, but your Twitter account's so entertaining. That's the same one you show you put the picture with Ricky Fowler about getting your clubs ready or something a few months back. Yeah, I think he was
1: headed to practice in one of his Mercedes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going
0: too, bud. <laughs> yeah. it was fun to start. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, John, we appreciate it, man. We love uh, love watching the uh, love watching the John Peterson show, both on and off the course. Like I said, you know, we both really feel like you're good for the game and that's what we're trying to do, man. We're just trying to make golf entertaining and uh, we love the game so we appreciate what you're doing, and uh, we're going to continue following you pretty hard on tour and on Twitter as well, and hope to see a, a great year from you in 2016, get some wins under your belt. Thanks. Uh, y'all need to kind of lay it down a little bit, you're starting to creep me out with how much you know. I know, I'm, we're really sorry, John. <laughs> you need
1: to relax a little
0: bit. <laughs> <laughs> we just love following you on Twitter, man, that's it. There, all the other golfers are boring, except a few, so, I mean, you know. We've got a Twitter account de- dedicated to the tour, and you know you, you provide the most content. Well, I'm
1: glad. I'll, I'll continue to do my best for y'all.
0: Thanks, John.
1: Thanks, <laughs> Appreciate Ned.
0: it. All right, John. We appreciate nice. it.
1: All right. No problem,
0: guys. See ya. What is up, Golf Addicts? It's David and Pat coming at you. We are super pumped for another great podcast. We, are, we have got the Farmer's Insurance open from San Diego. California and Torrey Pines. Pat, what's up, my man?
2: Hey, man, I'm doing great as as always, as always, ready for another week. I think this is going to be awesome. I love the Torrey Pines course, especially the south course. So I can't wait. Can't wait. It's going to be a good week. What do you think about last it week? It is.
0: Last week was good, the Career Builder Challenge at PGA West, We picked 27 players, 9 missed the cut, we had 4 players finish in the top 10, we had 10 players finish in the top 25, and once again, for back-to-back weeks, we were on the winner in my boy Jason Duffner, who has made a believer out of so many, I'm super pumped to see Duff win, Uh, that shot he hit on 17 out of the rocks was ridiculous, Um, but just all in all, a fun week. I'm a little, you know, I'm pretty happy that now we're not on this, you know, cut after three round deal. We are on multiple venue, multiple courses this week, though. So uh, we're not quite ready for for for, you know, one course normalcy like usual. But, you know, career builder was good. Enjoyed it. We had some green screens. I had some green screens. Did you?
2: It was kind of a light week for me. I had some good picks. Yeah. I had some good picks. I yeah, mean, you didn't
0: play a lot of contests this week, did no, you?
2: No, I just wasn't feeling it. I just wasn't feeling it. I, yeah. I didn't like the three-round cut deal. Um, that was just weird to me. I wasn't as comfortable. But, um, you know, we both had we both had some good ones. We had a, we had a few misses, though. I lost another bet. Yeah, we,
0: you did lose another bet, which makes you 0-4, my uh, friend. and 4 you lost the bet, let's see the bet now it was it was a lesser of evils. It's like voting in the presidential election. You just picked the the lowest ranked butthole. I picked William McGirt, who really screwed the pooch on in round one on the stadium course. You picked Billy Horschel and we thought it was a slam dunk uh, deal after round one, but then Horschel totally you know bombed uh, so anyway, McGirt ended up they both missed the cut, but McGirt – Ended up better than Horschel, so again I win. This is great.
2: I don't, I don't even know what to say. I just
0: we gotta start coming up with some better stakes though for for these bets because I just I'm feeling like I'm feeling like the streak's gonna keep going. Like odds are you're probably gonna win the next one, but I just feel like you're gonna be zero to be 0 5 Well, what ideas do you have? I, I've got some ideas. Let's just see what happens. Let, you know, I gotta wait till I hear the bet first
2: before I get the stakes. All right. Well, then how about we talk about these courses and get into it then.
0: Let's do it. Let's get into it. The Farmers Insurance Open. Tell me about Tory Pines, Patrick.
2: Well, they're going to be on two courses this week. Uh, If they make the cut, though, they'll play the south course three times total. Um, And that course is a freaking bear. 7,700 yards. So we're going to be looking at some bombers this week. Um, This course, it played the sixth toughest overall on tour, and it was second toughest actually out of par 72s last year. So the course is it's, – it's just a hard course, but it's a, it's a great course. It's a beautiful course, a um, lot of history on it. Uh, you know, you go back to Tiger Woods in 2008, winning on, a, on one leg, I think, uh, in, a, in a great playoff with Rocco Mediate. So, anyway, I love the course. And then you also have the Torrey Pines North course, which they'll play, you know, one of the two days on the, on the, on the Thursday and Friday. Much shorter course. That's where all your scoring is going to be, I think. Seven, just over seven thousand yards. Another par seventy-two. So again, um, you know, it's going to be a good week. Going to be a great week. I love both courses.
0: That's exciting stuff, man. Exciting oh, oh, stuff. Oh, and by I the mean, way,
2: you... don't forget Poanna greens. Don't forget. Wait that a minute.
0: Enough. What? Wait a minute. What kind of greens?
2: I like to say Poanna.
0: Do you now? So. Yeah, I mean, when, when we were first starting this podcast, you dropped a little P O A annua. Well, I did a little the...
2: research before the podcast. I like to, um, you know, learn how to pronounce things after prior mistakes. So uh, this, right. this week, um, I'm on top of it. You may only hear just one um, pronounce, pronunciation error.
0: Yeah, that that was good, man. I saw you were dedicated. I saw you tweet out a video of you practicing po Poana, which is nice, man. I, I'm glad to see you're committed. The listeners are, too.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, d-
0: we don't need to dumb down our listeners. No,
2: no, not at all. You know, I always like to talk about the weather. I think this week it's going to be another great week as far as the weather's concerned. There could be some showers on Saturday and Sunday, but for the most part, I don't think you're going to see any long delays or anything like that. So, weather is once again not a concern on this west coast swing
0: you know why you like to talk about the weather
2: you know i'm just a weather weather buff i guess
0: it's because you're old that's what old people do <laughs>
2: you know who likes the weather you probably didn't even see this who? mike trout
0: who who the heck is that i don't even know who that is oh my gosh. is that baseball <laughs> is that baseball you don't
2: know who mike trout is
0: no, I'm just kidding. I know who Mike Trout is. I just don't care. I hate
2: baseball. Well, he moving knows, on. He called into the Weather Channel the other day and, and gave an excellent rundown of the blizzard that was coming through. So, anyway, and he's a young guy. So
0: that's stupid. All right, moving on.
2: Um, let's get into the prices. It starts
0: off with Jason Day. Um, we have got the you know the big you know then you got Ricky Fowler who just won in Abu Dhabi, which by the way. Have you seen the picture of Abu Dhabi's clubhouse, that Falcon thing? Yeah, that's crazy.
2: They can do that it's in, pretty,
0: in Dubai. It's kind of pretty B.A., man. It looked like something off of like He-Man or something, like, like some weird residence of some guy. Anyway, so there's Jason Day, Ricky Fowler, DJ, Justin Rose, Brant Snedeker, Patrick Reed, Phil, Hideki, Matsuyama, and Jimmy Walker all in the 10,000 and above range. So, um, let's get right into it, man. Who you, who you feeling?
2: Well, I'm going right to the top again this week. I love Jason Day this week. I think I'm going to build a lot of my lineups around him, especially my cash lineups. I think he very easily could go back-to-back back on this in this tournament. Um, so, I, I love some Day this week. I think he is going to be a great play. How about you?
0: You know, here's his last three – Events at Tory Pines, uh, won it last year, second the year before, ninth in 2013. Check please, I will take Jason Day for twelve thousand in cash GPP. Don't care, the pricing is great this week. We've got some good value at the bottom, some great value in the middle. So yes, I will. You know, last last week we faded Patrick Reed a little bit, not not completely, but faded him a little bit to start the cash lineup just because. Although Patrick Reed's been playing great, he's not the same caliber golfer as Jason Day, and and Day is kind of like Spieth here, I think, on a course that he plays well. It's hard to fade Jason Day this week. I definitely think you can make some great lineups without him because there's a lot of, you know, there's some good talent in this field, but I I think i got to have me some day this week. You know, we didn't talk about the stats that we looked at, um, you know, and and I can't, I can't, I'll start itching if I don't talk about stats here in a little (laughs) bit, so... Let me just go ahead and say I looked at four stats this week and I'm super excited because dang it, like none of these first three events have we been able to look at driving distance. It's all been this accuracy thing, like it is time for the bombers to to step up and at Tory Pines the bombers have a definite advantage. You know, in year in, in weeks past we have had the PGA pro from that golf course on talking about how the course should play. Um, we did not do that this week and one of the reasons we didn't is because obviously the John Peterson interview which was fantastic but also um, there's actually a, a we found a write up of or from a PGA professional talking about how to play this golf course on every hole and let me tell you like the guy says long hitters are are going to dominate and, and the numbers show the same thing if you look back at who's won this event in the past so, the four stat categories I'm looking at are driving distance, par 4 between 450 and 500 efficiency. There's a lot of long par 4s on this golf course, so those are key. Par 5 scoring average and scrambling, which is becoming a staple for me. I'm pretty sure scrambling is going to be in my, in my, my stats for like the foreseeable future. Every time I look at a golf course and who's performing well and who plays well, scrambling pops up. These guys, you know, you, you got to know how to recover from mistakes. So, those are the four categories and Jason Day checks all four hands down. You got to go with Jason Day.
2: Is scrambling like the 2016 version of Strokes game Tee to Green?
0: Well, I mean,
2: I mean, it seemed like that was the big hot stat last year that everybody wanted to talk about, but so I guess scrambling Well, I is this th- year. I think
0: it's still that's still a huge stat, though. I mean, no, I agree. Shoshan, I'm just, Green I'm just asking.
2: You know, you're the stats guy, so I'm trying to, you know. You know,
0: I I don't really feel a whole lot of other experts getting on the scrambling train. To be honest with you, I think I'm kind of either I'm a total idiot or I'm I'm the first one out the gate saying that scrambling needs to be a staple on on every at every golf tournament. Like I, I even went back and looked at the Career Builder this past week and looked at the guys who finished top ten. And a bunch of them checked the box in scrambling this week, and it happened at the Hyundai. Um, so I, I just I don't know. I feel like scrambling's important. So well, Duffner, that's that.
2: Duffner obviously looked pretty good scrambling on the, off the road. uh yeah. yeah. But you know, you the other side of that, you could easily easily say you want your guys actually hitting fairways and hitting greens. So then then scrambling wouldn't matter all that much. But um, I get you though. Yeah, I'll but the, feel you. Yeah,
0: yeah. The fact is, these guys don't, man. I mean, like, it just doesn't happen every time. And and you gotta, your your guys are gonna keep you in it if they're not missing cuts and and making bogeys because they they didn't hit a green in regulation. You know, they got to get up and down. I'm with you, man. All right, so moving on. In that ten thousand dollar range, we agree Jason Day is it. Now, what about Ricky? So, Ricky also checks a lot of these boxes for me. Um, he did in 2015, and he's checking him so far in 2016 as he's off to a great start. Winning in Abu Dhabi, beating McElroy, beating Spieth, all these guys, Brandon Grace. You know, so what What do you think about him this week in the Farmers?
2: It's really hard to sit there and fade Ricky Fowler this week because the guy's on fire. I think he's going to have an incredible year on tour. I think this is the year, by the way, that he gets a major. Um. But I'm a little nervous about him this week. You he heard Jordan Spieth, if you, if you watched any of his interviews or read anything after after last week, and he's tired. And I just wonder a little bit about, you know, coming back across country, you know, celebrating after a victory, if, if there's going to be a little bit of a hangover for Mr. Fowler. Um, you know, I don't think he's a big drinker or anything. I, I more just use the, the term hangover as, as a figure of speech. But I think, you know, I, I don't know. He It does worry me a little bit. I think I'm still going to have exposure to him because I don't see how you cannot. Um, but I'm probably going to lighten it a little bit because he, he does, he does. Uh, I just think there could be a little bit of weariness factor for, for old Ricky.
0: Possibly. But I mean, he's a, he's a young guy, man. He's, you know, he's not married. He doesn't have kids. You know, like I mean, it is, it is, a, it, is a, it is a travel, I guess, from Abu Dhabi. But um, he's just he's playing so good right now. I agree, though. I mean, I would temper it a little bit. I would much rather have Day and and just go ahead and pay up for Day and do my thing. But it wouldn't shock me if Ricky, Ricky, you know, pulls out a top top five here um, for sure. So.
2: Yeah. What about what
0: about the other guys in that ten thousand above range? Um, anybody you're fading? Anybody you're you're liking?
2: I love Brant Snedeker this week. I think um, you know he's got a great history on this course. Um, obviously, has won here before. Um, also has a good history on Poana Greens. Um, you know, winning at Pebble Beach last year. So I think um, I think in I'm, great in great
0: form. Too. He is.
2: He really is. So I, I love him at ten seven. I I think. Um, you know you can very much fit him into a lot of lineups with you know especially the value as you talked about earlier that there there still is out there I mean it's incredible the value I've seen you know just these first three four weeks of the season I think it's going to tighten up a little bit as we as we go along here but again Snedeker is one of my favorites this week over 10 um you know i I think I'm going to fade Justin Rose now this is it's it's Mickelson killed me with that last week because I, I wasn't really sure what to expect from Mickelson, and so I faded him, and, and I don't think I had him in in hardly in any lineups really, and, and obviously he proved me wrong, and Justin Rose could do the same uh, this week, but just not ready to, to go out there with at 10-9 with Rose when there's some guys around him like Sneds and, and I like Dustin Johnson this week and Jason Day, so I'm probably going to fade Justin Rose this week.
0: Yeah, I think I'm with you on Justin Rose. I'm um, not sure that this is the best course for him. Although Rose was playing great at the end of last year, for sure. And let me just say, Snedeker is the only guy in this field for me that is not a bomber that I'm willing to take. And obviously, it's it's. I think it is the Poana, um, you know, success that he's had. Also, the the course history was 19th last year, missed the cut in 2014, but before that was second, first, and ninth. So, well, yeah, and you can't like top, you
2: said. You can't deny how he's been playing lately either. Yeah, and he's
0: days. just playing great. So three top tens in the last five years. Snedeker would be one in great form as well that I don't mind taking even on a Bombers course. Other than that, I'm probably just gonna not play a whole lot of these other guys. I mean, not not saying I'd necessarily fade them. Obviously, Phil had a you know a little swing change um, as he as he left Butch Harmon and went to his new coach. I can't remember his name, but. You know, a little swing change seemed to have, have helped him out. He played great at the career builder for sure. So it wouldn't shock me if he came out here and did did well. He's kind of a San Diego guy. So this is, you know, probably feels like a, you know, a hometown event for him. I've just never really been on Phil a whole lot. I, I'm with you. I, I like Day, uh, DJ, Snedeker, and Fowler would be how I would go in this top tier. And then after that, I'd start jumping down. But – Day's going to start most of my lineups, and with him starting most of my lineups, I'm not going to squeeze a whole lot of these other guys in here.
2: You know, I'll throw in real quick, I think Patrick Reed is actually a good tournament play this week, because of the guys that are around him, and because of his price, I think people are going are gonna to fade him this week, I think he's a good contrarian play, that sounds a little weird, considering how he's played lately, and I don't think he's missed a cut in like four months, but... I think Patrick Reed could be a great G P P play this week. Maybe not the best course for him, but he is a great scrambler, as as you mentioned before, as being a big stat this week. So I think Reed to me is is a is a good G P P play.
0: All right, dropping down to the nine thousand dollar range. You got five guys in that range. Anybody you like in there? Obviously Bill Haas has been playing great. He's he's been pretty hot. He's not a bomber, but
2: yeah, I, I love Bill Haas this week. Um, again, just another guy that his recent form has been awesome. He's got a good history on this course. Um, so I have, have no issues with Haas at all. Um, love Charles Howell. I, I think, you know, what I don't, what is it about him on the West Coast? Like, why can't he do that on the East Coast? I mean, he, he, he grew up on the East Coast, but he just seems to just – I don't know, they hit that Florida swing and, and something happens to him. but he has always played this tournament great. Do you remember back in 2005, you probably don't remember this at all, when he was just going just neck and neck with Tiger Woods to win this tournament and he dunked a wedge from like 100 yards out, but it hit the pin, then the hole, then bounced back out and went into the water. I mean, you talk about – that kid has had some bad luck almost his entire career. I mean, I know he's won a bunch of money. But that story being said, I really – I love him this week. I, I love him. I think $9,400 is a good price for him. You know, I love the course history. He's also been in pretty good form lately. So Charles Howell another one that I, I think you, you got you to gotta try to work, work him into your lineups.
0: Unfortunately, man, I agree with you again. Howell is probably the guy on probably the guy in the nine thousand range I will have the most of. Just recent form, um, you know, he's his driving distance, his scrambling actually has been pretty good this year as well, and his par five scoring both last year and this year are tops in the field. So Charles Howell checks the boxes and he's been playing great. Why not keep riding him? It's West Coast, so yeah, I'll do that. He finished fifth here last year, ninth here in 2013. Hadn't missed a cut the last five years, so I definitely digging some Charles Howell. Um, the another guy I like in this range is Graham Delette. What do you think of old Graham? Now Graham didn't play last year. In 2014, he finished second. 2013, he finished ninth. And Delette's been Delette's been playing playing pretty well here lately. So I, I kind of like I like. I like the bearded
2: Dillette. Any thoughts? I don't really have any thoughts on Dillette. Okay. That's about as far as I can go. Although, I think maybe, I'm trying to think back in, uh, maybe it was the Sony Open. I kind of did like him a little bit as a sneaky play. I think, you know, he's he's had a lot of injuries, um, or at least last year. I think he's back from that. So, I could say I'm could pro- probably not going to be with you this week. I think there's some better guys around him. But, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to hate on you for it. And I love the beard. That beard is crazy. I love that. I could never nice. grow a beard like that. I mean, it would take me like four years, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So, $8,000 range. You've got Emiliano Grillo down to Shane Lowry what you think?
2: Well, you're, the last guy you mentioned is actually one of my sneaky field players of the week, Shane Lowry. His first try last year in this tournament, he was T7. I can tell you he doesn't check a lot of your boxes, at least if you look at some of his stats on the European tour and and, and the PGA last year. So, I, I, But I think I just like some Shane Lowry this week, so I, I'm going to put him in some lineups. Love that price, too, at 8000
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't mind Lowry. Um, he's not one of the guys I'm really targeting. You know, I love some Emiliano Grillo, but I don't think I'm going to have a lot of him this week. I don't feel like this is going to be a good course for him. Um, other than that, I love Jamie Lovemark, who I know you were on. That was a good call on you last week. Love some Jamie Lovemark. Jamie is checking every box, all four boxes so far this year. Obviously a bomber. You know, and, and a lot of our listeners may not know that Jamie, you know, he came off the web.com this year, but Jamie's a little older than a lot of these web.com guys like Grillo and Harold Varner and those kind of guys. He's actually played this event a few times. Um, his best finish being in 2014, he finished 28th. Uh, but, you know, bomber's course sets up perfect for Jamie. The guy's been scoring, I do you know, I don't mind the eighty three hundred dollar price. Other than that, there's some other guys. You know, Gary Woodlands had a good, a good record here at this at this course. Um, hadn't missed the cut in the last five years. Best finish was a was a tenth place in twenty fourteen. Obviously, we know Gary's a bomber. But you know, and then you got Berger, who Berger's been playing all right. He's he's not been not been not had a whole lot of high finishes here in twenty sixteen, but definitely a guy who can go low but other than that i think the only guy i'm really going to target out of the eight thousand dollar range is love mark i might have a sprinkle of some other guys but love mark's my guy there
2: i'm with you again on love mark this week it it, you know it it does concern me a little i think this this is third tournament in a row maybe but i don't know these young guys they, they can they can play every week without getting too too tired but and you can't, you can't ignore the, the hot hand, and, and Love has got it. And I, I think, um, you know, I totally expect him to have another good week. I'm probably a little higher than you are on Daniel Berger this week. Um, I think he fits the stat categories for this course. He was T24 last year. Um, so I think you're going to start to see a little bit of an uptick in Berger, and he's about to go on a little bit of a run here over the next few weeks. So Berger, to me, is um, – I'm, I'm – very high on him at eighty two hundred.
0: All right, now the next range is probably my favorite, seventy nine hundred, starting with Danny Lee, and it works down um, to Harold Varner the third, Pat's twenty sixteen man crush. A lot of options in here, and a ton of value. I mean, you could almost build all six guys and leave some salary on the table with with this group right here. So. Narrow it down for me. Um, you know, let, let's let's mix this up a little bit. Who are you fading in the 7900 to $7,000 category? I'm going to put you on the spot. Who are you fading?
2: Wow. Other than Billy wow. Horschel. We know you're going to fade Billy yeah, Horschel. Yeah, he is not going to be on the He 80s. screwed you. Yeah. No. Um, I'm with you, though. I will say that. I love this price range this week there are so many guys in here that i think could to, could do really well and are underpriced um you know one guy that i'm i'm going to fade this week who actually had a pretty good week last week and surprised me was brian harman at 7400 i just don't think this is the course for him um, insta
0: fade insta fade on brian harman yeah agree
2: not, not going to have him this week i, I don't like him um Another guy who I'm probably going to fade is and you might you might hate me for this. Fabian Gomez. No, 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 no. Selena's daddy. No, no. I'm fading him this week.
0: At your own demise, my At friend. At my
2: own demise. But I just I just I'm not feeling him this week.
0: Fabian is hitting three of the four stat categories so far in 2016. Now, we know that, you know, he did not play this well in 2015, but obviously he's had a great year so far. Um, he hits the, you know, checks the box in scrambling par four, 450 to 500, and par five. You know, five of five cuts, took the week off last week, coming off the win, 7,700 bucks. I will I will take Fabian Gomez, Faux show. Sure. Well, you got him. Give me all that, Fabian. Give me all that, Selena's daddy. All right, well, then who do you like? If you're Faden Gomez and uh, uh, Horschel and um, Harmon, who, el- who do you like?
2: My favorite guy in this category is Patrick Rogers at 7,600. Um, I'm going to own a lot of Patrick Rogers this week. I'm expecting a huge year from him. I think he fits a lot of the stat categories. Um and I just – I love some Patrick Rogers. So, it, and at 7,600, I think that's a great price for him. Um, you know, looking at, you know, especially his, you know, last several tournaments too, he hasn't you – know, he hasn't missed a cut since I don't know when. Was, well, he, he hasn't played any this year. So, I think, you know, he, that actually may make him a good GPP play because I think people are, have probably forgotten how good he is too. But I, I like him. At seven thousand six hundred, and another one that you know is just my favorite guy every week, and until he wins a tournament, which he's going to do this year, is Tony Finau at at seven thousand five hundred. I love him. Um, I think this course sets up well for him, also. So th- those two are probably my my two favorites. But I love this category. There, there's a couple other guys that I could throw in there too. I think Hunter Mahan's going to have a good week. Um, ugh. Yeah, ugh, I, I hate I'm Mahan. telling you, I'm telling you, man, seven thousand seven hundred. Um, Mayhan is, is getting geared up for a big season. Take him this Ugh. week. Listen to okay, your
0: there, Okay, there Okay, so there's two guys at 7,700, and that is Mahan and Gomez, and we happen to like different ones. Would you be willing to do the wager on these two? Wow.
2: Um, I, you know, what the heck. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I think I'm, so, I think I'm, I, I might need odds on this one though because we have we what? have a, we have a recent track record with Fabian, but not with Hunter. Mahan. It's
0: Fabian effing Gomez, and you want odds? He just are you he just, just right won he,
2: he just won a tournament. What are you talking about?
0: Hunter Mahan and Fabian Gomez, and you want me to handicap this for you?
2: Yeah, handicap.
0: You have you, lost your mind. I am not handicapping. I will not. I will not do the bet. There is no reason. That Selena's daddy should be favored over Hunter Mayhan. It's a straight up deal, or it's a no deal.
2: Wait, why? Why should that? You know, with Fabian just winning a tournament, did you? You remember? Listen, you remember he won two weeks ago in Sony.
0: Listen, that's recency bias, and that is that, that you're talking about the pedigree of a Hunter Mahan. Like he, he over his career is a much better. Golfer than Fabian Gomez.
2: Yeah, but he was he what? I mean, it, last year was just kind of a blah year for him. I mean, I, I'm just, you know, I'm probably going out on a limb a little bit by taking him this week, but I do like him this week. How about this? You oh. know what? I am confident in my picks, so I will. I'll I'll do it. I'll do it. But you. All right. Here's now. The, now let me. <laughs> let's see what you're going to come up <laughs> with here. Though first, here's
0: here's the stakes I was thinking about.
2: So you're you're going to like, you,
0: this is very important about what you're about to say, so <laughs> go ahead. Here's, here's kind of what I thought. I thought this would be fun. I thought this would be fun for our listeners. I thought it would be fun for me when, when Fabian Gomez waxes that ass from Hunter Mahan. Um, I think it would be fun for the loser of this bet to have to go to a local Augusta karaoke bar and sing a a song of possibly the listener's choice. Like maybe maybe the other person can kind of narrow like the winner of the bet can kind of narrow it down between a couple songs, and maybe we can have a Twitter vote from our fans on what song you're going to sing, and we video it, and we put it up on, on YouTube, on Torch YouTube.
2: Well, I like how you're so confident by, by saying what song you're going to sing, as if I'm going to be the <laughs> loser, but... Um, and, and don't forget the narrative of the Tour Junkies. We are family men, and um, we have real jobs and, and family life. So, you know, it's hard to get out to those karaoke bars. I know you get to do that all the time, I guess. But uh, No, no,
0: this is true. I mean, I mean, you know, I got three kids, man. You got two kids, so don't talk to me about that mess. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to happen on monday after the tournament's over i'm just saying i like, am i mean it might be 6 months from now but i mean it's going to happen and we'll put it out there and it'll be funny okay you know what i'm going
2: to i'm going to be with you i'll do it Ooh. mainly from Pete the Perry's fact that he's feeling frisky mainly tonight mainly from the fact too that i mean i'm owing 4 you know it's got to turn around at some that's point that's
0: true odds are with you the odds are ever in your favor right now
2: all right well then, that that's a
0: bet that is a bet so are, are we going yeah we're just going to go be, um, best finish like just Highest finish, whatever. That's the bet.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. So getting back to the prices, we gotta, you know, we gotta hustle this up. Um, I really like Brendan Steele, and I think Brendan Steele would be a great cash play. I also think he's gonna be a great GPP play. You know, I think some folks are gonna be scrolling around. They're gonna see three or five cuts made, but Brendan Steele last year, um, would would be tops in this field in driving distance, par four. 450 to 500 and par 5 scoring and so far this year continuing to do well in driving distance and the par 4 450 to 5 so I like Brendan Steele, especially at that price range he will likely be a guy that I target pretty heavily in cash I already mentioned Gomez um, Watney is never really a guy I'm on a lot but Watney does have a great course history at at this at at Tory Tory Pines he had a 7th last year had a 4th in 2013 a sixth in 2011. Uh, so he's got some course history. I do kind of like your Patrick Rogers play. We know Patrick's a bomber. He's got, uh, you know, he's been practicing a ton in the offseason. Five of five cuts. Seems to be a hot pick at the moment. I might temper him a little bit. I love Tringali and Siwoo Kim and Tony Fee now in this bunch. So I'm going to be on the, all four of those guys right there. My boy Siwoo Kim had a great week last week. Um, it helped me out a ton. I was glad I had him in some lineups.
2: He did. Asian Jordan call. Spieth, <laughs> yep. He
0: he he's good. You know, Finau. I think this is crazy because he's he's been kind of popular. I think Finau could be a good GPP play this week. He, you know, he he kind of burned some folks last week, missing the cut right at the end on on uh, on late on Saturday. You know, he was t sixty four in the Sony. So if anybody's taken in the last couple weeks, they're probably irritated with him. Uh, but but yeah. don't – this is the course to take him. Like, hop on, Tony Finau. I I'm see. I'm all over some Finau.
2: I totally agree. And, and and I think you're right. I think that's one of the reasons he's going to probably be a good GPP play is because people are going to be off him a little bit with short memories on him missing the cut last week. But you, you just can't judge a whole lot off of last week. It's just, you know, I don't know, playing on three different courses and – you know, yeah. three round cut and all that. Just don't get caught up in that. Put Tony Finau in your lineup, especially your GPPs. I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna do you right this week.
0: You know, then you've also got your uh, your trio of Web.com graduates in Smiley Kaufman, uh, Patton Kazire, and Harold Varner, rounding out the sevens range. And Smiley, just man, that that kid is playing outside of his mind. Smiley is is hitting the mark in the par-4 category and par-5 category so far this year. Uh, You've got Patton Kazire hitting it in the par-4 category only, and then Varner with driving distance and par-5 scoring. So all three of these guys can hit it a long way. I think I like Smiley the most, and then I might do a little Harold Varner. I know Patton saved a lot of people's rear ends last week at the career builder, squeaking in and making the cut. Um, I think you what did he make a birdie on 18 on Saturday I think he birdied
2: Um, he birdied 18 a lot of people were sweating him I think this course is better for for Kazire though and he actually was um, in the top five I believe on par five scoring last year on the web.com tour so I like that stat for him this week I'm just going to keep talking about him every week until he finally wins which is going to happen but I I love Kazire at 7100 and I'm Totally with you, too, on on old Smiley. I think um, he's he's another one of those that you're going to see in that high 8,000 range um, by the end of the spring. But um, like both those guys, Harold Varner, actually, my man crush. I'm going to fade this week. Um, just not feeling them. But I will say this you know a lot of you know he's he actually can hit it a long way off the tee so he is he, he's up there in driving distance so he could possibly play well but i'm i'm a little concerned about him so i think i'll i'm going i'm going to fade my boy hv3 this week
0: well he does check the box in driving distance and par 5 scoring so he he checks more boxes than patton actually so you're i, I don't know i think you're I think your man crush may be more Pat and Kezire than Harold Varner. Like you, you're on Pat and Kezire's jock week in and week out.
2: I know he's going to come through for me though eventually. But um, <laughs> I, you know, uh, I, I, hey, I can tell, I can, I can tell talent when I see it. You know. <laughs> all right, and into the bargain
0: bin. You know, this is a a fun week. You got nobody below sixty two hundred on DraftKings this week. So everybody else in the six thousands. I definitely have some value picks here. I have two picks that, that I really, really love. And then I have two or more than two, but I've got a few picks that I, I like. So I'll give you my loves first. I love Morgan Hoffman at 6,900. Hoffman playing well so far in 2016. Checks the box in driving distance and par-5 scoring. Last year would have checked the box in the par-4 scoring category between 450 and 500. I love Morgan Hoffman at 6,900. I think that is a steal. And the second guy that I'm feeling would be Hudson Swafford at 6,800. Why not? Swafford checking checking the box in driving distance and par four scoring. And if you look back at 2015, would have checked the box in driving distance, par four and par five scoring. You know, T56 last week, not great, but a, a top ten the week before at the Sony. Love me some Hudson Swafford and Morgan Hoffman in the six thousand dollar
2: range. I, you know, I just can't get get with you on Hudson Swafford. To me, it's like, all right, hey, if I want to really sweat out a guy making a cut, and he's probably going to make like a double or something, you know, on like the seventeenth or eighteenth hole, that's I'm going to take Hudson Swafford. I just, I don't know. He just
0: that's what you, that's what you have to do in this range.
2: I know, but I just again, I just I don't feel that confident ever about him. He's just not. I don't know. I know he checks mm. the boxes. Can we come up with another name for that? By the way, I'm so tired of hearing about boxes being checked. What do you think?
0: <laughs> you're crabby. This you're crabby tonight.
2: I know, but I mean, it's just always boxes checked here and left and right. What do you think? Hey, we, man. What do you think we ask our listeners to maybe tweet in or something on some some new names for box checking?
0: So take some suggestions for box checking. I, I'm willing to I'm willing to give that up if somebody can come up with something better. Okay. Okay. If
2: we get any response. I don't know, and he's a bulldog. You know, I love taking the bulldogs. I've mentioned that before. So I'm not hating on the guy. He just I don't know. It concerns me every week, but. Um, I don't know. Just, just not feeling old, old, uh Hudson this week. You know who I love? Andrew Loop. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I like him too. Oh, Mr. Peterson talked a little bit about Andrew, didn't he? He did. He and Andrew were roommates at LSU,
0: and, yeah. and uh, he talked about Andrew's ball speed and.
2: Best athlete on tour. So we know he's tour. a bomber. Huh. Best athlete on tour, right?
0: Best athlete on tour, highest ball speed that he that that clocked a couple years ago. Um, yeah, rave reviews for Loop, and obviously, you know, had a great a great week at the Career Builder on a course that he, you know, he shouldn't have done that well on. So he might he's in great form. I like Loop at six thousand nine hundred.
2: Yeah, big fan of him. Um, another guy I will throw out there, and, and and I can't wait to say this name just to see how you react. I like some Robert Garrigus this week at six thousand
0: six hundred. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Now, have to, now have there's to one stat.
2: Where there's one stat category where we we know he fits is driving distance. The guy is a straight yeah. out bomber. Yeah. Um, but he actually has a pretty decent course history here. T6, really? Yeah, he does. T6 in 2013. He was in the top 30 in 2014, 2015. Last year, he made the cut, but 64th. So I don't mm. I, I like some Robert Garrigus this week and I like the price at 6600. So I'm gonna roll with him in maybe a lineup or two.
0: Yeah, I hate that. Um, and, and actually, as I'm doing a little digging on Robert Ira Garrigus, I'm gonna say that again. Robert Ira Garrigus, his, na- his middle name is Ira um he is 101st on tour in par 5 scoring 140th on tour in scrambling and you know to be the bomber he is 181st on tour in par 4 450 to 500 and one of his interests that he lists on the PGA Tour website is ballroom dancing
2: good for him you know he's ira a well-rounded individual <laughs> <laughs>
0: ira garrigas loves him some ballroom dancing i mean you know i
2: bet your wife Kristen would like for you to take her ballroom dancing every once listen, in a
0: while she doesn't like the ballroom dancing she like she likes the grinding man we just get in there and grind it out it's <laughs> you know it's it's old school with us man um yeah, I hate that call. That's you're. That's you're gonna terrible. leave
2: me on an island on that one.
0: Yeah, you're all on your own on that one. Um, of note is Paul Dunn, who's playing this this week. Paul flashed at the uh, was was what the leader after Saturday at St Andrews last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I don't think he's gonna play well this week, but he's he was he was leading. In this category, you also have our boy Scott Brown, who was on the podcast last week. Big congratulations to Scott having the uh, the, the baby girl there last week and, and then making the trip to PGA West like a trooper. Uh, not not doing that well, missing the cut. But, you know, and, and this is not the event for Scott. You know, he mentioned last week that uh, he does not like the courses that are that are for the Bombers. He prefers those where they all kind of hit to the same spot, as he doesn't hit the ball very far. But, you know, against all odds, this is where the nappy factor prevails. So, you know, I, I, you know and, and by the way, Scott has a terrible course history here. So that, there is really he, – he's, he's literally not made a cut in five years. So th- there is no, no reason to take Scott this week other than – the nappy factor. So I think with the nappy factor, and, and you know, I'll throw him in a GPP. I will put him in one GPP just just so I can have him. And and I think anything top forty is is probably a good showing for our boy this week on a course that he probably doesn't like and doesn't really suit him very well. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I don't see him playing very well this week, but I do think you have to put him at least one. One lineup, one GPP lineup, because we love, you know, the tour junkies love the nappy factor, so we we gotta gotta roll with it. Um, Yeah. But I just don't think, I don't know, just, I just, you know, he even said it himself that that these type courses, um, now he'll probably, he can probably throw some birdies down on on the north course, so, you know, that's that's his chance right there. If he can play really well there and then maybe just hold it together for maybe an even par round on the south course. Um, you know, maybe you'll get, you know, some value out of him, but, um, again, not, not very good course history, but love the nappy factor. One guy I think that's interesting this week that I'm not going to take in any lineups and I wouldn't advise taking, but I think a lot of people are going to be interested in how he plays, is Ryan Ruffles Potato Chips. What? Do you know who he is?
0: Is that an amateur?
2: He, no, he actually ju- he is a teenager, but he turned pro. Uh, He is an Australian teenager, and I believe he played well. I'm not sure the exact event that that he – I think he played well in a couple of European tour events. But I've seen a lot of media about this this kid this week, Um, and this is be kind of his um, sort of debut over here. So I I think there's going to be some folks that want to – play around and get stupid and play him in a lineup, but I would not even touch him this week um, at 6,500. But you're going to hear about him some more, especially as the week goes on.
0: Yeah, a couple of other guys in this category that I do like as some flyer GPP plays. Jonathan Vegas, who we know is a bomber, probably screwed some folks last week, very few, but screwed a few uh, by missing the cut, was 11th here last year third here in 2011 and has made four out of the last five cuts at this event. So I like some some Jonathan Vegas. The other guy I kind of like as a GPP play who played well last week would be Luke List, who is definitely a bomber. so the course the course would suit him well. finished T6 last week at the Career Builder and missed a bunch of cuts before that. Um, but also only had three bogeys the entire week at the career builder and led the field in strokes, gained Tita to green. So I think, I think Luke List is, is a good play um, in, that, in that GPP category as well. Um, any, anybody else in the 6,000s uh, in the bargain bin that you're looking at? Or is Robert Ira Garrigus going to be as low as you go?
2: One more guy. This is going to be my last one, is Carlos Ortiz. Okay. I like him this week at 6,400. He's a he, bomber. and he Yes, he is. Um, he was, I believe, T11th last year in this tournament. So, I like Cor- Carlos Ortiz. 6,400, I'm going to take him. He's going to be in some lineups.
0: Yeah, I will not take D.H. Lee. God dang, he burned God me last Lee. week. He was terrible um, last week. What about okay? Let's. I'm not going to take this guy. But let's just talk about this last guy. What about Ali Schneiderjans at 6,500? Well, he, we know, he's intriguing to
2: me at that price. Nobody is going to be on him because of really. I don't think so because of how last week went. I, I really kind of think.
0: I kind of think there's still going to be some some people on him. I, obviously, not many, but uh, he did he did totally crash and burn last week. I mean, he blew up. He did. I but mean, I'm, he was I'm such not a...
2: saying he's he's gonna have a bad week. I just, you know, I don't know. Maybe he'll be a good contrarian play to me. But um, although if you're looking down there and that if you're trying to find some cheap plays, he's probably is going to be the name that jumps out to everyone.
0: True.
1: Um, you know, you've
0: also got Pat Perez down there too. We we didn't talk about him. He's a San Diego guy. Like this is his this is his backyard. Um, he's at six thousand seven hundred. He's not been in the best form, but uh, you know.
2: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not with you there. Not that you're okay. saying that he's going to do great, but I'm just not. No, I'm not. Yeah. I don't know. His recent form would concern me. There's better guys that we can choose down in this range.
0: All right. Well,
2: that's all I got as far as players go. You got anybody else? or you good? That's it. I'm waiting to hey see man, what you're you know, about to say. What you're about to say next, though, since you said that's well, all you've got as far as players are concerned.
0: You know, just 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 to recap, the bet is Fabian Gomez versus Hunter Mayhan. Please, uh, you know, uh, definitely, you know, we'll, we'll we'll put some when when the when the bet is over, we'll put some songs out there and see if see if our listeners have a favorite they can vote on, maybe. And uh, and also, Pat, you're looking for especially, uh, you're looking for a new phrase to replace check the box, because you're apparently irritated with that. So, any suggestions we would welcome. You know, another thing that we, that I think we should say is, man, we have had the privilege of uh, being contributors, weekly PGA contributors, on the Fantasy Network. Uh, we started that last week, and we enjoy doing that, so if you guys don't already, you know, check out the Fantasy Network, That that's like the same network that Pat Mayo is on frequently. Um, it's it's a twenty four seven fantasy sports kind of TV thing, or uh, you know, I know you can watch it online. So if uh, if you're interested at all in watching Pat and I, we will be on the Fantasy Network broadcast, I believe on Wednesdays on the show Fantasy Relevant with Matt Brown.
2: I can't wait. It's I've been fun. working on I've been working on my resting face all week.
0: Pat's resting face really really <laughs> sucks. Um, let's just call it what it is. Yeah, and they'll, they'll uh, you be know, better this week another exciting announcement this week is we will be at the PGA show in Orlando. Well, at least I know I will be. I think Pat's going to try to make it. It's going to be a great time. We are looking forward to you know meeting different vendors and 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 hopefully being able to talk to. Some cool people down there, and if you're going to be there, we'd love for you to find us. We will be the only two knuckleheads in the Tour Junkies t-shirt, so look us up, and uh, we would love to talk to you guys. It's going to be a good time. Looking forward to the PGA show and all that it offers, so excited about that. It's going to be a fun week. It's going to be a real fun week. we got John Peterson on the show. we got the PGA show. we got a Bombers course for once. I mean, it's, it's good times.
2: A lot going on for the Junkies alright man well that's all I got I'm done too can't wait alright well
0: good luck to everybody may your screens be green for the farmers insurance open
2: see ya what will you discover in Asheville, North Carolina your inner explorer as you hike mountain trails your creative streak as you stroll the river arts district in Asheville,
0: the answers can surprise you. Don't miss Summer of Glass, now through September, featuring Chihuly at Biltmore and a community-wide celebration of glass with local exhibitions and tours. Visit ExploreAsheville.com to plan your stay. Asheville,
2: discovery inside and out.
1: Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at
2: 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply.